Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we sat down with Julia Checky of Checky Family Wines. These guys are producing Tuscan wines at an unbelievable price point. We love these wines. We love the story. She is a great representative, and we hope that you enjoy it just as much as we enjoyed doing it. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Cheers. And we're live. Hey. Cheers. How you doing? How are you guys? Good. Cheers. Julia Checky. Salute. Anthony Hendricks. I'm Perry Giancola. Dominique Congialotto is in the back back there. And uh, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here. Ah, honor. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So before we got started, you were saying that you live uh, part-time in New York. And I was waiting. I, I lived in New York for a little bit. Where do you live? Um, in Manhattan. Okay. Um, in and I, I moved there six years ago. Yeah. And uh, and the change the city changed completely in the past. hundred percent. In the past years, but it's still good energy. Still okay. Good energy. Good. I haven't been up since the pandemic, but uh, I'm I'm anxious to get back up. I lived in Washington Heights actually. I oh. I love that area. It's beautiful. beautiful. And then you split time in. And then I, I travel here in, in the U.S. and, and, and then I, um, all my family is in Tuscany, um, where the wineries are, um, and I go back uh, there to, to visit them, to spend, to spend time with the wineries still. Awesome. So, so it's a little travel, it's back and forth, uh, but, it's, but it's beautiful. Well, great. <laughs> well, welcome to Florida. Is this your uh, first time traveling uh, to Florida since the whole pandemic happened? Um, almost is is my official first day in Tampa. Okay. Um, it's uh, uh, I it, it's trying to understand the, the city and and all of this era has uh, been beautiful, um, and and I'm excited to be here and kind of walk through even kind of across the across the ocean uh, <laughs> across the pond <laughs> across the yeah. ocean yeah. to Tuscany uh, through a glass of wine. So. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm guessing you've probably been in in the wine industry like you as long as your family's been in the wine industry right like you know you kind of grew up in this yes yeah. um, both of my parents has two different wineries mm. so I grew up um, in uh, in Chianti Classico um, uh, my, my father's side is uh, uh, fourth generation at um, at Cecchi. Um, in Castellina and Chianti, mm-hmm. and, and then my mom's side too, uh, it's third generation and in a different estate, um, Castello di Monsanto in San Donato, which is next, basically in the same appellation. Same so, in Tuscany. Same in Tuscany, yeah. same between Florence and Siena in, in Chianti Classico. Uh, so it, San Giovese, as we always say at home, is, is in the vein, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like one way or the other one. San Giovese is always on the table. Um, so, so I grew up there. I spent all my childhood in at the at the winery. Uh, my mom say that my first winery, my first harvest was at four years old. <laughs> Uh, with when all the kindergartens and 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 my main teammates at kindergarten came at the winery and, and in the vineyards, 
Um, and, and I stay, stay there. I, I study in, in a little town, uh, Pojibonsi, uh, nearby the winery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then when I was, uh, when I finished high school, uh, I, I decided to move to Milan to, to see something different, to start mm-hmm. being a little bit more independent. Uh, and uh, I studied there for three years, and then I say I'm going to New York. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what what I can do there. And I gave myself three months, and then and say if I can find some job uh, in three months, I'll be back. Uh, uh, yes, I'll stay there. Otherwise, I'll, I'll be back. Yeah. And um, in some way, I uh, I found a job in a restaurant, um, uh, meeting a friend. And I work for a fine food distributor selling truffles, and I call it backpacking truffles because in New York, in the subway, it was like a lot of a lot of. You would be the person I'd want to stand next to in the subway. <laughs> I'm like, who smells like truffles in here? <laughs> well, in two years, in two years, nobody stopped me in the subway and no? said you have truffles in your bag, bag? except <laughs> one person who was a chef. Uh, he knew. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew. Um, but that gave me the opportunity to to still be connected with my passions, mm. which are food and wine. Because at home we always grew up grew up with and and having that energy around the table and having a glass of wine, talking about the wines on the table and and, and the food that we had. Um, so that allowed me to to still keeping that energy present in a different country as in, in, in a wild city as, as sometimes the New York can be and crazy chefs too. Um, <laughs> all chefs. All chefs. All <laughs> chefs. <laughs> uh, he's been in the restaurant business a lot longer than me, so <laughs> he would know. Um, and then like your family is, uh, so your dad is four gener- fourth yes. generation, right? Yes. Well, you're fifth then, right? Uh, yeah. You're fifth. Yeah. And then um, your mom's family also been in the wine business for multi-generations correct right yes um so when like you started realizing you know this is the family business like were you excited about it or was it like i don't know if i want to do this i might want to do something different yes it was um after the experience in new york after two years when when that really gave me the opportunity to to find julia i call it ways like mm. it's, you go away from home to find yourself and then and then and then you come back home to see to see what is home with the different eyes mm. um and and i spent there um three months at, at home um trying to uh, see the wineries from a different perspective, trying to learn more, trying to understand the process, t- trying really to understand the terroir where where the vineyards are and and the difference and what is in the vineyards and and really spend time with my my father and, and my mom to to understand and my grandfather too uh, to better understand Chianti Classico, Maremma, and 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 all the areas where we have the wineries. Um, and then um, and then I joined Volio because that was uh, at the same time as I didn't want to lose the connections that I built in in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I joined Volio, uh, which is the importer of uh, of the wines that we have tasting we are tasting t- uh, today, um, and uh, to represent them in in the Northeast market. Uh, so, um, so it, it was a way to still be connected with with home, still having the direct connections with uh, um, 
with with family but at the same times keeping the relationships and building new ones relationship as today yeah yeah <laughs> yes i'm as we're today. glad you're here it's a great way to kind of carve your own path right yeah. you're still in the industry that you love still with the uh, family business and the family winery but you're kind of carving your own niche here in the in the states yes it's very cool yeah so that kind of brings you to florida today because you have a couple new wines in our market right correct awesome correct. and the first one we have on the uh on deck right now is the morlino Correct. So, um, uh, as I mentioned before, everything started in in, in Chianti Classico mm -hmm. back in the 60s. Uh, but then uh, in the 90s, my grandfather and my father um, wanted to explore more a different areas of Tuscany, um, which was uh, which is the the Moraima area, the mm -hmm. so the south um, southwest part of Tuscany, more close uh, to the beach. Um, back in the 90s, this area was completely wild, uh, and, and, <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still very wild. Yeah, it's so wild, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was completely wild. So we were really the pioneer of this area to see um, uh, this era of Tuscany as a new era of, of wine growing. We always brainstorm around with my, with my father, like, what would be the next era for, for Tuscany? Um, and and we saw the potentiality in Marima too. Um, so we acquired um, in 1996 the Val delle Rose, um, which is, we started with 25 hectares of vineyards, which are about 50 acres. acres. Mm -hmm. um, and now we have more than 100, wow. um, all connected together, all farm, all with um, um, organic um, uh, farming. farming. Mm -hmm. uh, so we really saw the potentiality of this era uh, for Sangiovese, for a different style of Sangiovese, um, for a more fruit-driven style of Sangiovese versus uh, versus Chianti Classico that is more kind of linear. That Maremma area is so much warmer yes. and makes richer styles of wine with maybe less acid. Y yes, yeah. it's like more fruit-driven style, more more fruit-driven fruit yeah. style. Still with the with the, with the structures that Sangiovese has. Mm -hmm. Still with the acidity that that you have. Still with the with the more gentle tannins than than you can find in Chianti Classico. So it and that comes from the heat. I mean, it's nice and warm, drives that fruit up. Mm -hmm. You still have that cooler climate. You get that ocean that breeze coastal, too, yeah. which I love the whites from that area too because yeah. they can have that saline. Yeah, a little salinity a little on it. Nice, yeah. nice soil yeah. composition, yeah. Uh, and you get a lot of great value out of Maremma. Yeah. Actually, the the wines there punch way above their price point. I think, and Correct. it's beautiful expressions of Sangiovese. It's true. It's 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 about the um, the warmer climate. Um, and and also the soil that is very different than Gente Classico. In Marema, you have like a more red clay soil mm -hmm. that is like richer itself. Um, so also the the power of the vines are kind of um, uh, a more a more intense in a way, mm -hmm. and and also highlights the fruits uh, with a with a earlier. Of course, harvest versus 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 the other area of Tuscany uh, because of like the um, uh, of the warmer climate that mm -hmm. that is um, that is there. So really, you don't have time to go and harvest and then go to the beach because no, really, no. after the Marama <laughs> harvest, you got to go up and harvest no. in Chianti, right? I mean, you really it kind of like no, goes first no. and then you move right up north, right? Yeah. Yes, we start with Vermentino um, mm. in so whites in, uh, in the coast on uh, um, third week of of August, mm -hmm. um, and then it, it goes up 
to to September, and then um, and then now with global warming, it's a little bit it's it, it's earlier, so each year is different. Yeah. Which is a bummer because um, August is holiday too, right? Like so everybody's got <laughs> they still got to come in and work. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it that's the part of of the nature, and that's yeah. that's the cycle of nature. So. We have to be there when is the moment. It's ready. That's <laughs> no, right. No, no matter what. Um, but but yes, completely different. Like very hot area versus yeah. versus um, yeah. It's a wild area too. And it's um, also known for produce too, right? A lot of produce yeah. is grown in that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I think that on the first wine, I it's produce, it's vegetable, it's, mm. it's like fruits, and I feel like it's really like. Um, uh, red plum in a way it's like that that plump uh, red red uh, fruits that are they're kind of very directly on on the nose and Morolino di Scanzano is a different varietal than Sangiovese um, it is um, it is a different clones of Sangiovese of Sangiovese San with a different different uh, structure of um, of Grape dimensions and colors as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morellino Scansano is the name of the appellation. Mm-hmm. It's a DOCG, mm-hmm. uh, so it's um, a, it's an appellation. Um, there is uh, there is Marema mm-hmm. DOC, and then within Marema there is Morellino Scansano um, DOCG. And you don't see a ton of them around. You I don't. think we have a, a handful, maybe in the shop at yeah, the moment. Maybe two. Um, I yeah. can think of. And uh, again, always really great value. And for what this is, um, it's really well balanced, actually. And I would imagine, uh, really, out of Maremma, the Maremma region, it kind of pushes that alcohol a little bit higher naturally because of the heat. But this, to me, if it is higher in alcohol, then it's really well balanced and it's throwing me off. But I wouldn't imagine this is more than 14%. Yes. It's it's very low, I, I, what I know Morlino to be. It's 13, 13 5. Right. Yeah, so. It's very well balanced. Nice movie. It's a nice, very nice wine. Because you still have the the fruits on it, mm-hmm. the fruit, the fruit um, of 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 the of the red plum, the the mm-hmm. the black the black um, uh, the black fruit, but then you have the acidity. Yeah. On the palate. Absolutely. Which is what Sangiovese brings to the table, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That's what you look for. Uh, and when we say it's fruit driven, I don't want to go out there and say that this is more uh, new world in style. No, that's it's not the definitely case. screaming the old world. Absolutely, to me. it just dries no. with a little more fruit than maybe that earthiness and that dryness. It has that ageability brings. to it. Yeah, you know, absolutely, it's, it's definitely balanced. Especially at thirteen and a half percent. I mean, yeah. you're you're looking at nice alcohol or uh, nice acidity on that to push the ageability on it. A Perfect bit. dinner wine. This, you know, you can have a dinner. It's not going to wipe you out. You know. Um, some like some of these American wines, and you know, you know the ones that are like sixteen, fifteen percent. You know, <laughs> fine for drinking, but maybe not, you know, for dinner. All right, let's try the next one. I'll let you come there. Voila. And what is this next little beauty we have here? So we we started with this is Aurelio uh, from the same estate, Val delle Rose, and we. Um, the project of Valle delle Rose, we started with uh, um, Sangiovese uh, that, we ta- that we just tasted, uh, so Morellino di Scanzano. Um, then we planted vineyards of Vermentino uh, because the, really the estate is almost 
Temi is driving from the beach. So it, as you mentioned before, it's like the whites from Marima are, are beautiful as mm -hmm. well. Um, and then as a third project, uh, the most recent pro project, we, uh, we planted international varietals. Um, the old era of Bulgari, that is um, 40 minutes and one hour uh, from the estate, still on the coast, is like, um, it shows the opportunity and the value of international varietals also from the coast. Absolutely. Um, of, of Tuscany. So we planted um, Merlot, uh, and uh, Cabernet Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, so Aurelio, it's it's a blend of Merlot and only five percent of Cabernet Franc. Mm. So it's our interpretation of international varieties, more kind of a the super Tuscan that, that we that we say style, more full body, but still with the Italian touch, still with that that um, the structure, that mean that that acidity, that um, that Italian wines are kind of. Um, famous for uh, Absolutely. Uh, in a way um, so Aurelio represent our new our interpretations for for um, international varieties. international varieties which you know in Bulgaria you know we talk about like you know I mean some very expensive wines out of Bulgaria right they kind yeah. of you know and and why can't why can't Maremma do this I mean I remember being there and there was Syrah planted in Maremma and you know like you said Cab Merlot uh, international varietals and I always thought, oh gosh, these wines are like really good, and and also again, like you said, affordable, right? They're not yes, over expensive, especially right? out of the Maremma region. Out of Maremma region, and, right? Uh, Tuscan uh, Tuscany is beautiful for those Bordelaise varietals. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cabernet does very well, uh, particularly in Bulgari. Uh, you get the volcanic soils there, and it really drives that cab. But to your point, out of Maremma, uh, you get a little bit more clay, so clay, that yeah. kind of drives to that Merlot, which is why it's Merlot heavy. Yeah. Uh, Merlot does really well in the clay soils and it shows very nicely and it shows kind of like a Bordeaux with that Italian twist like you said. I, I, I love the um, Maremma region again for value and, and because it drives a little bit more with Merlot. It's a, it's a, um, it's, you still have um, a wine that represents uh, international varieties but, um, but with an incredible value also because, because uh, the wines are clean, the wines uh, represent the territory, the wines represent the, uh, the evolutions. Uh, a little bit more kind of wild, um, since this entire era of Tuscany is still very, is still very, very wild. Um, but with, um, with, as a family, we consider this era as an innovative era, as a, as a new era. Mm -hmm. um, and experimenting varietals that, that represent the Merlot and, and, and Cabernet Sauvignon and, and Cabernet Franc. We have Chile Giolo also, which mm -hmm. is a kind of indigenous varietals there. Um, so that represents kind of experimenting new new wines. For example, we are having the 2017 and the first vintage of Aurelio was 15. Mm. So, wow. so What's the age on these vines? Um, so the Imarema is different than Chianti Classico. Our vineyards also, um, because of the heat that you have in Marema, the best time for the vines are until uh, 25 years um, of aging mm. of, of vines. Sure. Um, so we replanted them and it's about uh, 20 years old wow. in this case. Yeah. So um, this is the Marema project. And then the other wines here that you have, these are from all from Chianti? Um, we have today 
two estates, so the historical estate, Villa Cerna, mm-hmm. which is in Chianti Classico, uh, in Castellina. Um, then when Chianti Classico changed completely in the past 20 years, a lot of uh, producers really saw the, um, uh, the importance of this area. Um, so um, it was established also the Gran Selezione. So my, my father um, said, we, only ha- we need a wine, uh, one area where we only produce 100% Sangiovese for only the Gran Selezione and with a, kind of a, the peak of the selections from, mm-hmm. our, from our estate. So he went to Giulio Gambelli, a famous winemaker from, from Tuscany. Um, and um, he, he said, a Villa Rosa il Sangiovese ci nasce bene, which means uh, Villa Rosa il, il Sangiovese grows very well. So he, we invested in, in Villa Rosa, which is 30 hectares of vineyards from, from there. Um, and then mm, in, the, uh, in the, the other two estate, two wines that we have today are from Tenuta Satura, which, are, uh, which is an estate in um, uh, Umbria. So oh, in, Umbria. in 2000, mm-hmm. uh, we crossed the border and we went in Umbria <laughs> uh, with my grandfather Luigi, who um, was in love with the Umbria, Umbria landscape and Tenuta um, Satura is, uh, is an estate of about 30 hectares uh, of vineyards over there. Also um, organic farming and... and Sangiovese in Umbria? Um, we have Sangiovese, Merlot and of course Sagrantino. And Sagrantino. Sagrantino. I was wondering yeah. if there was going to be some Sagrantino in there because yeah. you know we don't see a whole lot of it. I mean it's available um, we have a couple. I think. We have a couple of them, yeah. but you know, s- same thing as the Morlina di Scanzano, right? I mean, it's not uh, a, a called-for wine right. uh, as much it's as Chianti would be, after. or uh, uh, Rosso or Super Tuscan. Um, but c- uh, which one is that? I'm going to try the little Sagrantino wine. That would be kind of fun. Is the last one? The last one there. Over there. Yeah. Dump bucket here. So be ready. Be oh, ready. yeah, be ready. Yeah, that be sounds ready. like Sagrantino a little bit. Because. Um, um, the so Tenuta Satura is about 30 hectares of vineyards, and we are having Sargantino from 2014. So wow. um, the Sargantino needs definitely time mm-hmm. to evolve um, and time to uh, to open it up. Um, it's a wine that is meant wow. to be aged for the next uh, for the next 20 years, um, and and in this case, uh, it's 100% Sargantino. So the beautiful part of, of Sargantino and Umbria is that we talk about the truffles at the beginning, and we talk about like the the earthiness and, and my experience with, with truffles. When I when I on the nose, I feel that earthiness that that mushrooms can have, mm. and that's the Sargantino. You have that balsamic notes that is like. That's the beautiful part of Sargantino. Yeah. And then be ready because on the palate, the tannins are there. It's like Sargantino, it's, um, uh, there's nothing that you can do it's, it's <laughs> except, except, except wait. <laughs> except wait or enjoy it with a nice stack that you can really clean your palate with. It's a big wine. It's a big wine, needs some big food. It's pushing high on alcohol too. You're, you're, 15 and a half plus 16 percent on this yeah. i would imagine it's a big big one which is not a bad thing and, and really this is a, a, a this is the varietal of umbria right i mean yes. this is the one i mean just like piedmont is white truffles this is the grape of that location and it's very important 
to uh, recognize that you know this is a wine that is historically important to that region and uh, absolutely and of course yeah and it doesn't drink like a 14 it drinks uh, like a baby it is a baby uh, to your point it needs a little bit of time to uh, settle down lose some of that baby fat but with a nice decant on this I mean it's gonna open up nicely um, I think it at again uh, you're at you're at a I want some grilled lamb now. Yes. yes. You know? You're at 15.5%. And you need grilled lamb. You need something that's big and will kind of combat these tannins a little bit and, and work nice together. Um, I think it's a very nice wine, but it is, to your point, uh, it does have some tannin there. <laughs> it's something it's, to be aware of. It's a beautiful part um, of, of Sargantino. They can either be like a, um, the nose is unique. Uh, mm -hmm. Because of the hearthiness that is there, mm -hmm. um, the balsamic it evolves on on the balsamic side, um, and and kind of a little bit of licorice too. Yeah, absolutely, a little mm -hmm. bit of anise on there. Um, and um, and then you have to wait or enjoy it with 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 uh, with a with a strong with a strong with a strong meal. This was your grandfather's idea, huh? <laughs> this is what he wanted to do. Yeah. Yes. And he was yeah. like, ah, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. let, let's cross the border. Let's yeah. let's go. Let's go in Umbria. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a great not? call. I mean, <laughs> it's a good call. It's yeah. a really good call. The wine right? is great. You know? So uh, it's funny. I guess I don't know a ton about Sacrantino. I know enough about it, but uh, I always thought that it was a, a thicker skin varietal. This is not a thick skin varietal, is it? It is. Is it? it? it it's is. it's kind of uh The tannins the tannins that you find on your palate. The tannins are there, but it's I mean it's kind of translucent. You can almost kind of see through this. Uh it doesn't it's not very inky. It's not super dark. 2014 too, you yeah, know. What I mean, you I know, guess think about it, it's 22 now. I mean, you know, we we, we you know, right. this is the release. This yeah. is the current release. Right. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Especially for all these people who always are looking for older vintages. Yeah. But this doesn't show that old. You know, it shows like a little bambino, like you know, yeah. like something I would buy for and lay down for my grandson to drink with my grandson. You know? Absolutely, yes. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's an investment for the future. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a great uh, wine. Um, very unique, very beautiful. It's it's uh, definitely got that earthiness that you're talking about, and I think uh, you're dead on with a nice lamb pairing. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great call. And then I want to try the other Umbrian wine there. I, I think that uh, that's the blend. That's a blended wine. Yes. So we started from the from the strong ones. Yeah. Um, we're going backwards. No, we're going backwards. We're professionals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's th this is a Montefalco Rosso. Oh. So it is um, um, Sangiovese. Stealing your glass for of a course. second. You pass me that bucket. Yes, sir. Thank you. It is Sangiovese. Uh, a little bit of Merlot and a little bit of Sargantino. So um, it's 70% Sangiovese, 15% Merlot, and 15% Sargantino. And um, it's kind of a way, as we talk about the Morellino di Scanzano at the beginning and how we started with the Morellino di Scanzano, so Sangiovese from the coast, um, the, this wine represents a wine, the first step for people to experience Umbrian wines. Because if you start with Sargantino and people don't expect oh. it, and it's like, it's like, oh my God, this is too much. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I was not ready for this. Um, I needed, it's too tight. So in this case, with Montefalcoroso, it's the first step for people to experience Umbra wines. To still have that hearthiness on the palate, on the nose, but then 
The Tanis is smooth. It's it's more uh, it's more softer and very like approachable, you know. With still the with still the like you said the terroir the earthiness, yeah. the, you know, but it's definitely a softer uh, than that big. Yeah, you know, it's a little more like uh, you get some like darker cherry notes on it, mm. and you get a little bit of like sweet tobacco. It's a little uh, a little more palatable for sure, mm. uh, at, at least at a younger age. What's the vintage on this? Eighteen. 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 Yeah. Yep. A little more so, approachable. So you start with this cooking, the lambs that you mm. talk about, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. um, and then and then for the actual lamb, you had the sagrantino. You have the sagrantino. <laughs> and start decanting the sagrantino in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe before you go to bed. <laughs> the day before. <laughs> yeah, these are uh, good. Grandpa, good call. Yeah, tell Great your grandpa wine. I said good call. That, these are wonderful. And then... The wine, you know, from Chianti, right? Like, really, because I've known your this these wines for years, right? Um, they've been, you know, they've been in the business for years, and you know, um, so this is really kind of for me how I knew Czechy wines. Okay, was from Chianti, and then you showed up and started going Maremma and, <laughs> and Umbria, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you want to taste some some Chianti? I think we should. We should, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so we have, um, it's your, your pick, uh, but we can walk through that um, with Primo Colle, which is our uh, vintage wines from Villa Cerna. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have from the same estate, the Villa, Ro uh, Villa the Reserva from Villa Cerna. Uh, so lower elevations in Castellina. Mm. Um, so Villa Cerna is the first winery that you find entering the, the Chianti Classic appellation. So that's why Primo Colle. It, it's called Primo Colle because it's first hill. The first hill. The first mm. hill. And then we have Ribaldoni and, Villa, and the Grand Selezione from uh, Villa Rosa. So... Um, I'm wondering if we should start from the, in the beginning and then do one at the end. This because uh, just, you know, maybe time, but uh, I could drink, I could sit here and drink with you all day. Oh, I know. You know? I know. The, the espresso machine is back there. <laughs> I'm sure there's some food in the refrigerator. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and we are already in Italy. <laughs> um, okay. Well, maybe let's try the first one. Is that the first um, one? The first one, one is Primo Colle. I will go with Primo Colle. That one over here. Perfect. Okay. Which is our vintage um, um, wine. Uh, and Chianti Classico. Clan Do you have Chianti that bucket over there? Yeah. Chianti Classico. Um, Thank you. So that's that's home. That's represent for me home. This having <laughs> having this wine here, it, it it's it's really an honor because uh, it's where is my father right now. As soon as we finish the this podcast, I will call him. It's like we we went on a podcast today, <laughs> and um and um we thought about you and um so this re this really is the wine that represent where everything started. Um, and um, it's a traditional style of, of Chianti Classico uh, with, with no international, the only inter varietals, so no Merlot, no Cabernet Sauvignon, no, only Sangiovese with a little bit of Colorino and Canaiolo, mm -hmm. because for us this area is really like classical, the traditional style of, 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 um, of Castellina. And as a family we want really to be recognized as, as Castellina and Chianti produce, producers. Um, from from the era. Well, we have so many customers that go to Italy. Yeah. Can they go to your winery? Yes, we have um, in each state. Um, at, for example, at Villa Cerna, we have a restaurant 
mm. um, o Foresteria Villacerra, um, where you see the Primo Colegio on outside the patio. Um, and then, of course, the, the winery, we will be more than happy to, to um, let let them visit the winery. Uh, at Val delle Rose, where we started, we have an incredible team, an hospitality team and, and a private chef there. Uh, we completely rebuilt the winery at Val delle Rose in 2009, 2011. So we have an incredible, um, we do events there. Um, we did, f during summertime, now it's summertime, we did uh, Under the Stars, Glass Under the, uh, stars, under is, the stars. And, it, and it was like beautiful. And then same, we have restaurants also in Umbria. Mm. Downtown Montefalco, even if it's not downtown, because it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like four houses. Four houses. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a place I want to go. Yeah. Um, maybe next but, year. Maybe next yeah. year. I know that you you plan all of Italy trips yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and trips. So. But we do some podcasting trips too. Yeah. Just us two. So maybe we'll come over and bother your dad and your grandpa father. he's there he, he, he's not moving from the vineyard so he's, he's waiting for you, from you he's letting you do all that work yeah, go, right. go 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 oh, that's nice this is wonderful thank it's you it's very traditional right Absolutely. just exactly what you know traditional chianti is nice drinkable perfect for you know the start of my evening with the pizza or you know just wonderful wine. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's funny, Canty, uh, I think everyone kind of goes to pizza, but this this has really nice tannin structure. This will stand up yeah. to a nice steak or yeah. something. I mean, yeah. and you're, you've got nice acid structure there. I mean, you're not pushing very high alcohol on, on these wines, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Thick Florentine steak, you know, yeah. you know <laughs> big boys. Una bella bistecca. Yeah. <laughs> a big, a big bistecca. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, it's a wine that has a long, like, it stays on your palate. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Stays, it stays there um, and it's not pungent it's not like sometimes the tannins are like artichokes that stays on, on your palate for too long yeah um, in this case it's it's, it's long it's, um, it lingers but it's elegant yeah 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 I think that's a good call there very nice uh, floral component the, the to nose it. is yeah. so awesome it's beautiful it's a very nice wine thank you Thank you. It's very different than Sangiovese from mm. the coast. So there was like completely fruit versus like this is more cherry, more like more um, sometimes tomatoes too. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, because of a colder climate, I mean, there's also some, you get some influence from like the sea, even coming into the mountains, right? Like fog and things like that. Yeah. You just opened a, a point that we can talk, we, can, we really need some food and, and some espresso mm. right now. Because you, <laughs> you, you open a conversation about the era of the terroir. And, um, and in this case, it's, it's galestro soil. It's like clay and, and it's a combination of within the same estate, for example, we have clay soil on the lower elevations and galestro soil. And that gives gives these these structures on the palate. It's it it's from everything started from the ground. Ground, yeah. And uh, of course colder climate than, than the heat mm -hmm. of Marema and Morellino, but um, everything started from, from the ground and, and 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 the soil that we have at the estate. Yeah, I think that's just, uh, you know, wine in general, right? I mean, really, we're all trying to figure out um, how to tell a story with our wines about the location of where they are, you know? I mean, I, I think probably one time when I was in Tuscany, a gentleman at a winery said, gave me two glasses, put two glasses in my hand, 
and then poured one vintage in one hand and one vintage of the same wine. He said, this is why vintage is important in Tuscany, right? It's key. It, it is key. And that is the history of, you know, like winemaking is, is not every vintage is going to be the, the same. They're all going to be different. Weather, it, you know, is a big part of that. Heat, of course, you know, part of that weather. And then, you know, where the grapes are grown and how the production is. So I think that's something that your family has is probably multiple years of history. And then you, I'm sure you can go back and look at other vintages and say, what did we do here? How can we change this? I think that's an amazing part of our business is there's so much history behind wines like your family's wines. It's yeah. true. It's, it's like it's stimulating. It's like, it's like, okay, this vintage, how was this vintage versus these other vintages? Mm-hmm. And you can really do it doing side by side as, as when you came mm-hmm. in Tuscany and you do it side by, side by side because at that point you really recognized it. You have it in front of your, your glass and as we do in a tasting of different wines and and I try to bring you to Morema through a glass of wine and I th- with Sangiovese with a similar with the same varietals kind of trying to to uh, to bring you to Chianti Classico uh, so similar same varietals but different terroir and it's the same philosophy with with uh, with vintages and and it's nature each each year is completely different than the other one. You're working in harmony with Mother Nature. And yeah. I think that's something that uh, I've I found through the wine industry. Uh, I was never very much into history. I thought it was very boring until I got into the industry. And then you start going through, you know, multiple vintages and, and especially with uh, generational winemaking, right? In the United States, we kind of fall off on that because, you know, we haven't been here very long and you have maybe second, third generation sometimes. But mm-hmm. in a lot of places around the world, you have, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten generation winemakers and you can go way back into the the history books and look at what was happening at this point in time. And that's, to me, super interesting. And especially like with you having four generations, you can go back <laughs> quite a bit and really yeah. look at some stuff and what was happening here. And that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And with these wines, uh, you know, it's cool if you're multi-generational, but if you're pushing 16% alcohol wines, you don't have them around much long, you know, very long. Something like this, I mean, you you can get some age on it and you can San go Gervais back and try. Sangiovese needs to be aged. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> needs to be aged. Let's try, uh, well, the Grand Selezione always. Okay. I'm always gonna go right there. <laughs> and let's explain. Explain, yeah, Grand, Grand Selezione, yeah. Yes, so, um, Chianti Classico change had two kind of had the first renaissance as we call it in the 60s and that's when we uh, we acquire uh, Villa Cerna then in early 2010 around um, that that moment um, a lot of producers from the era of Chianti Classico really believe in Chianti Classico and um, decided and to approve the pick of the selections of of uh, the Chianti Classico offer. So um, was established the Gran Selezione, which is um, smaller productions only from basically the the top vineyards uh, and the best expressions from um, from the estates and from the wineries. Um, and uh, of course, stricter rules. Um, all the wine that has to be pr- uh, produced in mm, in the estate. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be 90% Sangiovese, um, and it has to be aged for 30 months. So longer aging versus 
the vintage wine that it has to be aged for one year and the reserve that it has to be aged for, for two years. So it's really kind of the evolutions of higher selections and the peak of the selections of the grapes from, from, the, from the wineries. Um, when that happened, um, my father Andrea really saw the potentiality of, we talk about ageability and, and the aging of Sangiovese. So with that, uh, he went to Giro Gambelli and, and, and really for a project of 100% Sangiovese to really show how Sangiovese can be aged for the next 20 years, 50, 30 years. Oh. Um, and, um, and we acquired Villa Rosa. But to do that, to, to have that ageability that, that we mentioned, it's thanks to the soil profile. And Galestro is the, the soil that is needed to have that, that evolution, that length on your palate. So Villa Rosa, it's basically all Galestro soil um, and at higher elevations. So you have a wine and you will enjoy that, oh, uh, yes. um, which is higher elevation so it's leaner it's leaner on on your palate the acidity is there's a little bit higher acidity as well um but it really represents what does it mean still in castellina in chianti because we are still in castellina in chianti um but at the higher elevations with 100 percent sangiovese and a completely galestro soil um profile so it's like velvet it's like it's lean it is, yeah, absolutely. Really well balanced. So it's like a a, a, a linear and a velvet profile on, on your palate. Um, the acidity is there, the tannins are there, but that's a wine that is, that is really 16, which was an incredible vintage too. Um, that is, this is a wine that meant to be aged for the next 20 years. Your oh. wine, I could smell your wines all day. Yeah. The noses on your wine are just, just beautiful. Like, they, they, I mean, they kind of lead you into the palate, right? I mean, they're just so floral and just super aromatic. So to your point, it is very lean. Uh, it does have uh, ageability to it, for sure. You can tell that this is going to go for a long time. But it's approachable right, right out now. of the bottle. Yeah, I'm it's, it's good it's right now. It's drinking really well. Yeah, Absolutely. I would drink this right now. Which is kind of a nice uh, kind of center point mm -hmm. to what is going on in Tuscany as a whole, right? In Italy as a whole, right? Because there's the old guard who thinks that the, the wine should be aged out for a very long time. And then there's the newer generation of winemakers who kind of see that the American palate is kind of driving, I think, the show and people want their wines very young, right? No one has time to age wines anymore. But this is Grand so, Selezione. I mean, correct. this is the like the the be all of Chianti, right? I mean, yeah. it's the top of the. I could drink this all day right now. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I just yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's it's so it's so available to me right now. I just don't know if I could hold on to it because I want to drink it. But you, you can see the ageability. Yeah, uh, and Chianti with the acid, you know, that always has that opportunity. But I, you know, my grandson's only nine. I couldn't open this with him now. But I can open, you know, <laughs> something. I can open that Sagrantino when he's 21. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a wonderful wine. Thank you. Man. Thank you. All of the wines uh, have been uh, great across the board. Um, I think that 
I love those little Maremma wines actually so much. They're they're really approachable right now. Uh, the Chiantis are great. Even you know I, this Sagrantino, it needs some age, but it's it, throw it in a decanter and it drinks really well. Um, or age out, drink it with your grandson. <laughs> we really appreciate your time. It's an honor to be here, so uh, I appreciate your time, uh, and I hope it was a fun way to walk you through a glass of of Sangiovese or or or. Uh, or Merlot or some through Tuscany and Umbria. I mean, it was Tuscany. a nice walk through Tuscany and Umbria. That was yes. a great, great uh, tasting, and and we appreciate your time, Julia. Julia Checky from Checky, and um, hopefully we'll come back and see you again. You'll come back and see us, or we'll go back and see you. Open doors in in Tuscany and Umbria. So All right. I'll wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. 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 Grazie. Grazie.